Hey guys, welcome to episode 132 of the JV Club with my marvelous guest, Shadi Petoskey. I am so glad that she was able to do the podcast. It's something we've talked about forever. I feel like I could just put I could probably just record myself saying it's something we've talked about forever and just insert that in with every episode. I I just want you to know I recognize this. I acknowledge it. And you know what? I embrace it. Um, I'm a little behind on shout outs. I need to do some catching up. But I did want to thank Leslie for your email, Emily for your wonderful Facebook note, uh, Caro and Tiana for your emails. Uh, Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, ladies, for getting in touch. I will catch up on more podcast shout-outs in the near future. I I think I'm going to keep it real short and sweet because it's a long episode. Um, it's uh, an episode I could not have enjoyed more, and um, I'm really excited for you guys to check out. So I hope you enjoy it. Let me know what you think, and I will talk to you soon. Now entering Nerdist.com. So this is our. This, we had a false start. Um, I needed to get you taken care of, which possibly I still have not done. Because oh no, I have you, water. You really, yeah, I'm good. I mean, at least you have some water. For are we out loud. podcasting right now? We <laughs> we are okay podcasting right now. Great. It's going out live to millions of people. That's not how this works. I should uh, clarify. I apologize. You've done a podcast appearance or two. I have. I have. I just, um, no one knows who I am yet. So I'm just wondering, how long are we going to keep up this mystery? Uh, I would say for the first two hours, okay. we'll keep up a mystery. And then an hour four i'll start giving hints now hour three i'm not gonna have you speak at all okay hour three i'm just gonna talk mm-hmm. i don't know what i'm gonna talk about it's gonna be whatever's on my mind yeah that makes a lot of sense this is good this is gonna be good isn't it mm-hmm. you know i have a six hour podcast maybe yeah. i wasn't clear about that no, okay it's, it's great the people are gonna be so surprised i think so too but also for sure it says who you are in the description it's like mm-hmm. impossible for I, I challenge anyone to listen to this episode without already knowing who my guest is i oh. challenge anyone oh spoiled how would you you know what i mean like yeah yeah i don't because it's right there in the title. like you're the title of this podcast yeah. episode yeah. this could be the first one where i go you know what it could be the first one where i go mystery guest mystery guest please do i mean i could yeah and then everyone's like <laughs> Diane King, like somebody who's just the okay, most. Well, now you said woman. it. Here I, here I am. Diane, Diane thank Keaton. you so much for joining me. You're, this is a welcome. real pleasure. Yeah, I like. Um, I was just, I was walking around the neighborhood and yeah, thinking about Keaton being uh-huh. a Keaton, <laughs> being a Keaton. What that meant? Yeah, and uh, saw you and came in. It really worked out. People do call that serendipity. I'm pretty sure. Yep, yep. I don't. What do you call it? Being I a just, Keaton? I, I call it being a Keaton. <laughs> Keaton, Keaton Dippity. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah. You know what? I just realized that I would be talking about for an hour if I weren't letting you speak for an hour. I'm just going to come right out and say it. Uh-oh. The Serial Podcast. Wait, I don't know. Oh, God. Shaddy, it's for the best that you don't know because I would be like, I don't care about you or your youth. Oh, yeah. I need to talk about Serial. <laughs> 
cereal was a big part of me. <laughs> That's how I got this cereal. body. That was one thing <laughs> that like we had this massive cabinet in our kitchen and we would fill up a cart with cereal. It's so good though. It is good. It's sugar. And it's sugar and it is like I I my understanding is that now unfortunately like it's it's been spoiled for everyone like yeah, now parents yeah. know cereal is not yeah. the right way to start the morning. Yeah. But back then it's it felt like we were really getting away with something because people were to, like our parents thought that their uh, nutritious breakfast was cereal. Yeah. It was like oh, we feel now how people felt when they found out heroin is in college. <laughs> That's right. It was just like it's like well it was so fun. Sounded so fun while <laughs> it, was it lasted. So fun for a while. Oh god. Um, cereal was so fun. We were yeah. on it. We were like a test family for cereal. So they would send us like white Wait, boxes. What? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. No, I'm going to no, tell no, you. No, no, um, no. They would send no. us white boxes. Like it would look like a you know like the old generic box, but yeah. it'd be a white box, super scientificy, and yeah. it would just say like ice cream scoops. <gasps> and then we would eat that new cereal, that new formula, and then and then have to fill out like a little how questionnaire after about how much we like. did you win this lottery? I don't know. My mom signed up for a lot of things. Where was this? And we never actually won the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> the important but, thing to remember is none of this was as valuable she's a as winning the lottery. Gambler, and oh uh, and uh, that didn't happen. But she did gamble on on cereal, and we we tried a lot of different things. Um, I think the only one that actually made it that we saw on the market because that was a big thing like if we had it it was like oh i knew that cereal before it was cool right (laughs) like we had something to do with it we discovered it and i think the only one was i can't remember what it was called but it was like scoops or something it was like a little balls and then little ice cream cones gosh i don't even remember that it feels like that's something i would have chased after because i did love cookie crisp yeah which by the way was not neither really cookie ish even though it looked like it i like how crispy I like how we give our parents the benefit of that. It's like they thought they were serving us a nutritious breakfast with ice cream cereal and cookie crisp. I know they they just didn't want to know. They knew. They, they, yeah, it was. And to be fair, like that was a special. Like my dad would get me cookie crisp, but I think I was allowed to have cookie crisp once to twice a week. Oh, okay. Which is not, and then the rest of the time I would just be like regular Cheerios, but also probably Honey Nut Cheerios, which I think. Is also just probably I have to be careful. I do a lot of work for General Mills. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, that's Honey amazing. Nut Cheerios is a it's delicious, nine nutritious essential. breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've got it unlocked. Everybody knows that the bees make the best cereal. <laughs> they do. Um, uh, yeah, we were allowed to eat any breakfast cereal and all of it, and who's like, we? as much as we want. I had oh, look at this life. Mm-hmm. I yeah. had um three life y- cereal. <laughs> I had three younger brothers and. Um, so there were, you know, four boys. I'm going to put that in quotes because I'm a tr- transsexual. But mm-hmm. um, uh, hold on, what? <laughs> yeah, that's why you're letting me. That's why you told me not to come in during Boys' <laughs> Summer. <laughs> that's why you're letting me. Anything that starts out, that's why you're letting me. Yeah. Sounds like. Wait a minute, what? I didn't. No, it's true. You're you're letting me in. Um, because uh, we were going to do this, and you're like, just so you know, Boys of Summer's coming up, and yeah, I just I don't really... want. I don't yeah, want this gonna... like ambiguity i didn't I want to do it right before to have you kind of right be the first one back and then it just if didn't I work out because i still had into <laughs> it, transition back during the podcast yeah, episode yeah. amazing we can't just go right from boys of summer oh, back God. to girls we, we got to, we gotta give people have a have soft landing inter- intermediate uh, yeah. yeah so there were so there were four boys in the family and um 
and just all the cereal, just t- 20, 30 boxes of cereal. And we ate like a box of cereal. And and where where was every this? Day. In, oh, like, this was in, yeah, no, super rural, um, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. I okay. kind of lived, I lived in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan in Gwynn, Michigan, because, um, well, we'll get to that later. But then I also lived in the upper northwest corner of Montana by Glacier National Park. Okay. So I grew up oh, in so two beautiful. incredibly remote places. No kidding. Both beautiful, but yeah. incredibly remote places. No kidding. Yeah. But luckily, the cereal still made it there. The cereal the, came. The, so the cereal came to Michigan. It did. Yeah. We got it at the Air Force. My um, my mom was a single mom, and she joined the Air Force and then met my stepfather, oh, who was a military guy. Yeah. So we got it at the BX. And that was part of why we had so much, I think, is because it was so deeply discounted. Like in at the BX, everything was so cheap and cereal packaged goods, especially for military families, was like a dollar a box of cereal. Awesome. Yeah. What a score. Yeah. Well, not actually being a lottery yeah. one as you've Yeah, and now mentioned. and now uh, I'm uh, susceptible to type two diabetes big time. Wonderful. I feel the same way. I don't know how. I mean, I really lived on it. Lived on it. Not just cereal, but sugar. Like, Uh that was, you know. And I guess that's what a lot of kids... I mean, you know, even in high school, like, if you have your own money... I don't know that I knew anyone who was making nutritious choices. No. I feel like it was like a bag of chips and a Coke or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Oh, kind of miss those days. It is. But I can't... You can't eat like that anymore. I know. I eat a little bit of sugar and I'm sweating and sick. cold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Disoriented. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Lost. <laughs> <laughs> Become a child again. I start searching uh, for youth. Um, okay. Yeah. So... <clears throat> and I know that there's a big age difference between... You and all of your brothers, or yeah. Just so two? my my next youngest brother was a couple years younger. We okay. have the same father, and okay. then and then my mom joined the air force. And that, so your stepfather, father, is the father yeah. So my other two little brothers are half brothers, right? Okay. And they, yeah, big age difference. When I was in high school, I took care of them during the summer. I was like full time babysitter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that big age difference, and that was uh, that was the that was the group, that was the unit. Did you feel? surprised when you found out that your mom was going to have an additional child and then of course it evolved into two but or did you were you like okay i kind of saw this coming um no i i yeah it was fine i, I was way into it like i was really oh, cool. excited about having oh, little brothers that's cool and that's yeah really we cool. had a lot of fun like i said i took care of them so like we'd go to the park and we go swimming and you know catch frogs and like just do whatever you know summertime in northern michigan yeah you know we did like that kind of stuff it was like really fun did that uh inform your desire to have or not have kids of your own like was that something you thought about back then too um yeah i think i always liked kids so that's like the part of me is wanting kids and liking kids and and that whole thing i mean being trans it complicates kids a lot so yeah. things are triggering me right away you're welcome that's <laughs> um, what i do yeah, so, uh so you know but yeah i like i i love kids and i work in children's entertainment you know and like yeah. i i'm mostly known for working on yo gabba gabba and that's what we did for 65 episodes and did the live show and like i just went to minneapolis a few weeks ago and did the live show and then surrounded by all these kids dancing yeah. and it's amazing yeah. yeah it's really great no but to your point of course it, it is complicated and that's something that my cousin and his wife went through is sort of trying to figure out who who and how and where and why and you know what that would look like and your trans man cousin my yeah my trans my trans cousin who is mm. female to male and yeah. um i think 
<clears throat> in the end, they just decided that they, they couldn't, you know, that they didn't. They just decided not to, but they do love kids. But they talked about it. Um, but there's so many, I mean, I don't know. Of course, it's complicated, but I feel like at this point, there's so much happening. Yeah. That there's just there's just so much happening that there are like there, I mean at least there are different options above and beyond you know physiological ones right right for sure sure and then and you know and a lot of trans women like before starting because estrogen if you start taking estrogen if you're that kind of trans person um, you know people will get their sperm frozen so they can have kids later and stuff like that or yeah. people have kids you know before they transition like as a last ditch like I got to do it now like yeah oh definitely it's kind definitely. of the same it's like the clock is running out you know yeah um so that happens a lot too but let's just quickly acknowledge that it is wonderful to even be in a place in our culture where those kinds of decisions are being made in any way out in the open at least for some people and yeah, you know what I mean sure. like, I mean there's still tragic stuff around it too where trans women and trans men are losing their kids all the time because like you know, in court because right. they're seen as unfit parents for transitioning and stuff. So, like, yeah. we're not we're totally not. there oh, yet. Absolutely not. I'm the first person to agree yeah. we're not Let's there. Let's not yet. rest on our laurels. No, not at <laughs> all. We've got a lot of work we to, to do. To society. Forward. No, I completely is society listening agree. To this, is society listening? I to would this? say that um, 99% of my listeners are society. Okay, so just you know, the people who are off the grid, you guys can ignore this. Yeah, we're a nothing. little bit out there. You owe us. Well, that's pretty pushy. Oh, okay. Sorry. This, these are people who don't have electricity. Shaddy. They don't have electricity. They don't have boxes of cereal being delivered to them. Okay. They are spending 100% of their time surviving. Okay. I don't know if they can be that active. Yeah. So they're not going to get me civil liberties. I mean, probably not. All right. Um, I know. I you know. Can you triggering. recommend any other... <laughs> Podcasts that have are more connected to powerful society. Is there a power? Like I said, what like is, I said, what that's are only powerful people <laughs> listen to? What podcast are they into? I don't know. The powerful people, maybe something that like CNBC, Todd Glass, yeah, Todd Glass, yes, yeah. Some he of has, the most powerful, powerful people in the world listen to Todd yeah, Glass. He's a powerful person, yeah. Man, if like, Todd Glass, I've said this on the podcast before, but if Todd Glass could elicit some of the small changes, even just in businesses and restaurants around the United States that he visits, mm-hmm. it'd be a better place. That would be great. You know? I wish he had some Start kind of politic you know. or issue that he could... I would vote for yeah. Todd Glass if he ran for... Oh, anything. Office, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I'm he really into this now. Seeps power, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I really hope he listens to this. Yeah. I got to get him on board, onto and into of the JV club. Yeah. Listen, I know that you try to distract me, but I do want to tell you what the serial podcast is really quickly. Oh, right. Because it is all I think about, except for right now. But now, right now, I'm also thinking okay, about yeah, it. Okay, yeah, let's get into it. For those of you who are fans of This American Life, you know that uh, they have created a side podcast, Serial, S-E-R-I-A-L. Oh, that happens all the time. Right? Yeah. I'm hoping that the next season will be about breakfast cereal, just to throw everyone a little bit. But this one is about... Um, uh, I just have to say, I was not doing a bit. I had no, no idea. Oh, uh- I didn't. I had no idea. I like. I enjoyed it, and it, it gave us a wonderful window in okay. immediately. So I'm overjoyed by it. But I. But I do feel like now I owe the people who listen to the Serial podcast uh, a quick explanation, or just at least a quick like touch base about it, because it, most people who listen to it are feeling fairly obsessed over it. Um, 
and it is and I and there's a reason for me bringing this up because I do I think it's kind of pigeon ta- pigeon tails that's not right dovetails into something that um, I do want to ask you about because of the sort of like community that you're a part of in the animation world and um, in the kind of comic con world. But um, this, so, okay, so real quick, uh, Sarah Koenig is a producer um, and reporter on This American Life. Someone approached her about um, a a guy, a young guy, you know, he's in his 30s now, who's been serving a prison sentence for a crime that she believed he did not commit. And, um, And she... Like basically, and this and and Sarah had written a story about the lawyer who tried this case, and because she was disbarred for like mishandling client funds or whatever. So this woman said, you know, I think I don't. We just lost our appeal. I have nothing to lose. Are you interested in this story at all? And she started reading through the case files and all this, and she was like, wow, this looks like it's a huge miscarriage of justice potentially. But also just got really intrigued because there's so many layers of like lies and mystery surrounding this 18-year-old girl's murder that um, she started pursuing it, and basically it consumed her for this last year. And she started releasing – so she's been releasing pieces about the case every week. And it's so compelling and fascinating. Wow, and you yeah. always feel like a lot of people that are talking about it, and I agree with this, is like you always kind of feel like you're you're just within reach of the truth. And of course, it's entertainment, quote unquote, because sure. it's not happening to me personally. But at the same time, the fact that it is real and that some of her evidence and people coming forward are coming forward in response to the podcast, it all feels very fluid and real time. Yeah, that's unreal. And it's just fascinating. And it's a little unhealthy. Like, because it becomes this sort of like, I think if I listen to this episode one more time, maybe I'll hear something that no one else heard in the evidence and I'll be able to decide whether or not I think this person is guilty. And what I want to say about it is I have, you know, when you go to comic cons mm-hmm. and you meet and see people who are so devoted to and obsessed with something like a series or a series of comic books or whatever that they want to talk about it with other people. They want to go to a place where all they, all they are required to talk about is that. And they want spoilers you know what I mean? Like when people on the cartoon that I'm on, people always ask me like, is there anything you can tell me about, yeah. you know, season four or da da da. And I'm always like, but guys, come on. Like you don't need to know. I mean, you know, you're going to find out and that'll be more fun that you've not, you've not known anything. There'll be fun. A surprise. The entertainment will be there. It'll be more, um, it will just be more fulfilling if you don't know anything. And they're, they, they disagree. They're like, that's no, no, no. I really would rather know more now. And, um, and I never, really understood that until this like this in my entire life this is kind of the first thing maybe twin peaks when i was in high school maybe because i kind of was consuming everything i could about twin peaks right but um i do that i do that now too with game of thrones yeah i get on the wiki and i look and, and then what was it there was some show i was watching the other day and i was like i just need to know like, I just That's need to what know I'm this thing. About. Yeah. And I wish, I, I sort of, I'm so glad that I understand that now because. I actually think it was Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think I had to. I just need to know. This I just right needed now. to know <laughs> what was going on with Deacon. Um, yeah, it was something, it was something not serious. Nothing, but like, yeah, so this is, this is this thing that I now feel like I have a window into in a very real way because. You know, I was talking to somebody else about it who also likes the podcast, but they're not as obsessed with it. And I was like, I think I'm going to go online. And he was like, don't. Why would you do that? You're going to ruin 
all the upcoming episodes for yourself. And I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. It's past that point. I will enjoy the episodes no matter what, but I need as much information right now as possible. And I don't care if it's something about the case that she hasn't revealed yet. I don't care. And so like, I've gone down these like Reddit rabbit holes where I realize like, I don't, I don't have this kind of time. I'm having to get, I had to like stay up late after I finished working on Sketchfest so I could allow myself this heroin dose of like 45 minutes of just reading what other people are thinking. And like, well, my dad's a lawyer and he says that da 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 da. And like someone else is like, did anyone hear the pause in blah, blah, blah's voice when they were, it is crazels. And someone teasing me was like, if there was like a convention, like a con, like a like a serial con, right. would you go? And I was like, I think I would. You would. I think I would want to yeah. go to all the panels. I would want to talk to all the people. Yeah, I'm definitely, I have that brain too. And I definitely do that. I, I'm tired today because I was up until four in the morning doing genealogy. You were? Yeah. And it's the same thing where it's just like, Okay, like, there's a little bit of mystery around where my great-grandfather, who my great-grandfather's mother was, or father was. And a lot of rumors floating around, and so I'm putting all these dates together, I'm printing out all these records, I'm seeing, you know, on census records, sometimes he put that his parents are from Germany, but sometimes he put that his parents are from Denmark. But then I got really, I started building up this intrigue, like, they were homesteaders in Montana, so did he lie about his parentage so that he because they ended up getting land too so if he said that they were you know these living relatives son then they could get land as well and so like there was like all this stuff and i'm like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna know this but thinking you're gonna figure out and maybe with the serial podcast it's it's real like yeah if you figure this out someone's exonerated or something i don't yeah or even yeah and she even frames it as you know i clearly someone at least one person is lying and it just becomes the sticking point you're like she's like i i just really want to figure out who i'm not even sure this guy's innocent but you know i just want to know what happened i'm definitely a geek and did that in high school and was obsessed with certain things and then as a professional, I don't. I just don't think you're allowed to do that. Mm. But I guess we do it still. But it feels okay because you're getting paid to do it. Right. Like if you focus on something for a long time or you show up for work. But then I'm always shocked when my brain does that, where it's just like, you know, this one little computer problem, and then I'm five hours oh, yeah. into finding out what that was, and I'm like, why didn't I? This is. This didn't matter. I could yeah. have asked anybody else to help me with that. Do you like? Like puzzles in general, I don't mean like jigsaw puzzles, but do you like the sort of like you know, yeah, I think the, so. the sort of resolution of like I want to understand why I, I was don't know the answer to this. Or... Encyclopedia Brown. Oh, me too. So, yeah, me I th- too. I think so. I think yeah. For yeah. Sure. What about choose your own adventure books? Oh my god, so into them. I was too, but I think it be it. I definitely kind of had an impatience about those. Because I wanted to simultaneously make both choices every oh, time, and I did right. I yeah. always you have went to back read and followed the path, and was kind outcome. of obsessed with how that worked. And I thought yeah. those were so brilliant. Oh yeah, right. Like, well, you know, Neil like, Patrick Harris's autobiography is is like that. Oh, no, like he, I didn't his know that. his autobiography has a. Uh, is like choose your own adventure. Like to you know, if you want, if you want Neil to da da da, turn to page blah blah blah. It's brilliant. It's so brilliant. And I have to admit, there were 
there were, I don't know what the name of the series were, but I got a hold of four of them. And they were choose your own adventure books, but written from a perspective of a girl. So it was like she, her pronouns and stuff. Yeah. And that was living to me. Like when Mm. I read those, it was like, I'm truly living for the first time. Like those were, yeah, I was way into those. Well, I can't not ask this, obviously, because we're going to talk about your teenage years, but, um, you know, I think that the the common question, but the relevant question is, did you have, like, did you identify as female? Did you have an understanding of what was happening to your body and in your brain as a young person? Or was that something that came to yeah. fruition or It's not later? that way with everyone necessarily, yeah. but I'm pretty typical trans narrative. I was you know earliest memory just like what you know it's going and i think when you when you say body like you know we all experience gender we we always experience like sex and the differences between boys and girls and in different ways so like early in life it's more about gender right it's more about like what girls do and what boys do and what girls wear activities and yeah Yeah, it's more about it's not so much about bodies our bodies aren't that different then right but then when puberty hits then it becomes much more for everyone their experience of gender and being your femaleness or your maleness becomes more about the body and then at some point it becomes a little bit more about sex and sexuality Mm -hmm. you know and those kind of define that stuff for you so like you know it's it's not necessarily like it wasn't always about the body but it grew to be about the body as as our bodies change Mm -hmm. and uh which i guess is what your podcast is about um um yeah but always always knew and always thought that way and can't shake it yeah I, well, this um, is a podcast. I'm actually here to try to get you to shake it. That's what yeah. Can I'm you help me do. with this? Because I think I, I can probably do a little better in life. Number one, I got to lay hands on you, so I hope you're comfortable <laughs> with that. I'm sure. Yeah, that that probably would. Um, <laughs> I um, no. I mean, we you know we do. So I think so many trans people like try to figure out how to not be trans for so long, and I think uh, queer people like gays and lesbians do that too it's just like why why do i have to live a hard life you know sure um but then you stop shaking it and then you live and what was your transition like and when did you start i'm i'm, really a, pro- I'm a baby one um That's so I, great. <laughs> well i i actually kind of had two i so when i was um 20 i moved to north carolina to transition which was crazy where were you before that were you I up in, in montana Mich- you were in montana yeah. so your dad was in montana and your mom was in michigan or you well, moved with your mom and your i lived i moved with my mom when we moved to michigan but i went back and forth to montana all the time because okay. my grandfather was there and okay. and family and that's where my family was and since my mom was we were in the air force we were we were really isolated there were no fa- there was no family around mm. michigan wasn't a place that anybody wanted to go it was just it was a military thing. So when you're in the military, you become isolated very quickly. So my family was in Montana. All my cousins, aunts, uncles, grandparents are there. We're old school Montanans, homesteaders. So we would go back for summers. And then I went to high I went to ninth grade there. And Oh, um, you did? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I started high school there and uh, lived with my grandfather. And then as soon as I graduated from high school, I moved back there and then lived there when I was, I graduated at 17, so 17, 18, 19, 20. Um, So I feel like if you look at the actual years, it's like a 50-50 split of childhood in each place. Mm -hmm. But um, Did you have friends in one or the other places that you felt closer to? And did you? Yeah, I think uh, I didn't, I never had, 
big friends, like those kind of like childhood friends that other people have, you know, I mean, I had this big secret, right? So I would try to get close to girls and and be, but it was weird. And then, um, but I actually, one of my best friends came out as trans, like was, yeah, male assigned to birth. And like, we hung out all the time and neither one of us ever told each other. And then we, but we found each other and we, we had a really great friendship. Um, And he, and he, and now, I mean, transition, I still use male pronouns, but sometimes don't. Um, It hasn't transitioned yet, just kind of came out. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. And is, uh, just lives in, like, near LA. Well, that's what, I mean, again, not to make this about me, I just have, because I have a very close relationship to someone who transitioned and I grew up with, you know, him. That's something that um, I'm actually really proud of my family because they're really good at like when we refer to him at the time that he was female, we say she because that's sort of like that's you know what I'm saying. That's what I just did. I understand that. And I talked to him about it because I was just with him a couple weeks ago. And I think he brought it up. He was like, oh, it's funny because when, you know, his my my dad is like a dad to him. You know, it's not like right. an uncle. And because um, he didn't have a dad. And uh, and he was like, oh, yeah, it was funny because, you know, your dad was was talking about me to someone else. And I was there. And, you know, he said like, da, 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 da. And then, you know, I did take her to Disneyland with Janet or whatever. And he was like, oh, it's so weird to hear. And I said, oh, that's interesting because I feel like I do that, too. And it, I'm not doing it. It feels weird to like revisionist history who you who you presented yourself as then. But yeah. and I was like, but does does that feel weird to you? And he was like, Well, I think it is funny to hear because I I still felt male then. Right. So it's weird to hear the she, even though of course you would do that because I was Julie then. Um, and it's yeah, an interest, it's, an, but it's, it's interesting. It's, it is interesting. It's kind of like it's an oppressive thing though because it's kind of like for, you're forced into it. It's a little bit yeah. like it's a little bit like and and gender is so important. Like we you know when we walk into a store, it's like hey, um, you know, sir or ma'am. And it's like more important than anything else in our society. So it'd be a little, you know, if we if we referred to people by their like weight instead, yeah, and you were totally. like a and you were like a fat kid who then lost weight, or you were or like, and then you were just like, oh, you know, fatty. I completely that makes perfect sense to me. You know, so like it's so I think, unintentional sometimes, you and, know, and it's and then with um, I mean, just the idea of pronouns for just you know that people didn't choose it's kind of yeah strange to me like it's maybe not strange to anybody else but it's like we're 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 labeling people based on a sex assignment at birth based on one thing on genitals and the appearance of genitals and you know it's important to remember when thinking about trans stuff and thinking about humans that some people have genitals and they don't people don't know and they just pick and they're just like mm, yeah that leans this way or you know, for a long time, people would surgically alter genitals. It's like, that's not really a penis. Let's go the oh other God, way. Totally. And it was just yeah. like, what's easier? Like medically, what's easier? Like, yeah. oh, with this situation, it's just easier if it's a girl. And a lot of people like there's a famous case of somebody who committed suicide because they were being forced to be raised as a girl, but they were really identified as a boy. And like and uh, and so I think that like. I I and 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 articles do it too cuz I'll talk about pre-transition. I understand why you do it and why I just did it because you're thinking about that body and you're thinking about that person like you're flashing back and you're seeing that and there's a disconnect like 
like like a childhood self, like the child you doesn't really feel like you. If you talk about that person, that's yeah. just a really different person. So like, I, I understand why people do it, but I, but it's not okay. Like we should, we should revision it, you mm-hmm. know, like, mm-hmm. and, um, and I think that now that it's kind of okay to be out in trans, like people know, like I'm, you know, I brought some photos for you that are just like, there's a boy there. And, and even now, like I'm, you know, as a trans, as a trans man, like trans men are usually really integrated, right? Like the way that hormones work and stuff like that, you can't really tell that trans men aren't cis men, um, the opposite of trans, but with trans women, like if we have an androgen puberty, it's, you don't get to reverse that. So right. we look different and you can tell people can usually tell that we're trans, um, plenty plenty of trans women you can't but um so i i have a, a continuity in my life i didn't pull down facebook photos i didn't i didn't try to erase my history i don't say when i was a little girl mm-hmm. you know but it is it's so weird and mm-hmm. you feel what that feels like is oppression it feels like people what that reminds you of is people just not like listening i was just um i'm doing all this genealogy stuff now my my grandfather who I lived with actually passed away this week. And so I'm going back to Montana on Thursday. Mm. So I'm, you know, I'm doing the speech at the funeral and I'm, I'm bringing photos and I, you know, I, I've taken kind of the best photos and, and I'm kind of putting everything together and I'm kind of the family genealogist. So I'm preparing to bring all this stuff back home. And it's the first time going home since transitioning. And like they're, you know, when I'm talking to everybody on the phone and making arrangements, like everybody's saying Shad and he, but like, it just reminds me of how much my family didn't, and you know, part they didn't know people didn't necessarily know what trans people did know what trans stuff was, but they didn't, but just how like they didn't save me, they didn't help me, you know, and that's like really painful to be. My, I was when I was doing the genealogy. I was just like looking at a photo album, and my mom had written like, "Oh, you hated getting this haircut," and like all this stuff about how much I hated that haircut. And I remember to me, that's like such a traumatic thing. Mm-hmm. But for her, it was just like boys have short hair. You can't have long hair. You can't do that stuff. And like there'd be stuff where like I would trick girls into trading clothes with me and be like, "Wouldn't it be funny if like." I wore your dress and you wore my clothes and then we went home. Like that would be so funny. Like people would think that was so funny. And, um, so I do that and then I'd go home in a dress and my mom would be like, ha ha. Like, you know, um, you know, put it on your brother. He's blonde. So he'll be cuter in it, you know? And it's just like, but he's not a girl. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. want this. Like, so like all that stuff is so traumatic mm-hmm. and our parents didn't fucking pay attention, you know? And so like, you know, there's, there's trauma around pronouns and it's really triggering. So I couldn't agree more. Um, I couldn't agree more. And I, and that's some, that's why I had that conversation with him. It's sort of like, I just said like, what do you want? Yeah. Because I can go whatever direction he was like, he he was, he sort of arrived at the place of like, I don't, I don't really care. Uh But, um, but like having had this conversation with you, I feel like, oh, it's very easy for me to make that adjustment. Yeah. You know, it's incredibly easy for me for me to make that adjustment. I don't ever have to refer to him as as what, you know, as the person yeah. that he presented as then because he had no choice, you know. Yeah, I think sometimes we have to say we don't care because it's too hard, you know, it's painful to care, right? Like yeah. it's, you have to kind of go like, well, they're going to do that. Like when I'm on the phone, it's like 
ah, they're going to do that. But it's just like, it just shakes me so much where it's just like, oh, they're going to see me. And then I have to worry about the relatives that are going to be disgusted by me and all that stuff. And it just like, it just brings up a lot. Like, it's pretty intense to be trans. Sure. I wish it didn't matter. Like, I'd love to just be like, none of that matters. And No, I'm, of course it matters. Of course it matters. And in no, and uh, yeah, like the thing is that I think for, I don't mean to defend myself, but I think even for people who, I, it, from, it's total ignorance. It's for me, it's total ignorance because I was like very gay positive my entire life. It's just like, I, so you caught it somewhere. I caught it somewhere. You were, you were oh yeah, I got, I got, I got, yeah, I got yeah, the yeah, disease. Just, yeah. um, no, but I mean, like, even as a child, I've never been tested. I've never. I don't. Don't. Know. Well, you should get tested. Okay. You really oh. should get tested because you don't want to be spreading that around. Yeah. Um, no, but like, even as a little kid, before I identified as straight, gay, bi, whatever, I remember when. Um, you know, someone in my family like married someone of a different race or something. And part of my family was like weirded out about it because they were, you know, because of their religion or whatever, you know, who knows. Right, right. And my mom had been married to a Hispanic man before she married my dad. And I remember she like, I was still so young, but like, it was so important to her to say like, I just want you to know that I will love you and respect any man that you marry. And I remember saying, I mean, I was like five. I was like, what if it's a girl? Wow. And my mom was like, I will, I mean, (laughs) I would, okay, you know what I mean? And at that time, I didn't even know that my cousin, I didn't know he was gay, which is was how he identified, you know, he identified as a lesbian. Um, I didn't know any of that. I just, in my mind was, I just had that thing of like, when you're sometimes when you're a kid before all that stuff gets drilled into you, you sort of have the open mindedness that just gets like broken down and broken down and broken down more and more, you know, as you go. Yeah. We have to otherize other people, but even that, like identifying as gay, like, I guess I identified as gay. Right. But I never did. You know, it's just like, it's, I think that with trans, you have to, and and I think with LGBT people in general, you have to really consider like situational sexuality. Like when women go to prison together, straight women, they might, and they're in like they have a life sentence. They might have a wife in a couple years, romantic companionship, and and whatever. and that's, you know, and that's like a well-documented phenomenon called situational sexuality. And I think that like for us, there's so much situational sexuality going on, like identifying as gay. It's like, well, that's one culture where I'm not going to get like destroyed totally. or like, um, especially for trans men with like, with like butch lesbian culture is because they can really fit in and they can kind of play around with transitioning and stuff. And I, I think it exists in gay male culture too around like drag and you can kind of do some gender play but it's still pretty frowned upon even Mm. in the gay community and it's not like it's communal and there's no politic around it like with lesbians there's so much like really good politic and feminism and stuff well that's what I was going to ask too and I really don't need this does not need to be a podcast only about you know transitioning or being part of a trans community or anything but I but I do have a curiosity about the and you can totally like scream at me if I'm now. I'm gonna scream you can at scream you. Scream at because me because why I don't have, have a voice to get hurt? Why have a why have a conversation with the person? <laughs> How dare we? No. How dare we? Well, no. I was just interested because I don't I, sc- I don't scream like a lady, so I can't scream at you. We can work on that too. <laughs> we can get vocal coach right in here. Right. Um, 
I'm just interested in um, again because um, Macuz is very active. Yeah, no, no. Go ahead um, and ask me community. anything. Well, and, I'm and, just um, interested in the because I, because I, I've I, I've had conversations with him or or you know heard him having conversations about about the sort of like and I think Dave Holmes was talking about this just as sort of a gay man as well, mm-hmm. um, feeling like because of what you just said about this idea that like it's not. It's not really better if you are if you're a woman and you're basically trapped essentially in a man's body or you know societally seen as a man is it better to be how much better really is it is it 2% better to identify as a gay man rather than a straight man but you right. know that you're a woman and it feels like that's that's so like someone from the outside might say well that's got to be better though right and it's like what half a percent better right like slightly culturally better but it's yeah. still so wrong it's like it's be, it's it's like I'm, i don't even know what it it's like it's like it's like being knowing in your heart that you know you you 100 percent know god exists but that's not okay where you live so it's okay if you think that the president is cool like the president's god you know what i'm saying it's like so far away yeah no your reality that's, that's like, totally right oh that's great i want it you know i see this really interesting thing happening with conservatives around trans issues because now that trans issues are kind of coming to the forefront um they'll be like well you're just like an eccentric gay man you know, or you're just like an extra femme gay man. And that's like how they see it. And it's like, you hate gay men. <laughs> like, don't like, like, you know, you can't just be like, oh, you're like really bad. You should just be this other thing. I hate. It's so funny. It happens. It happens all the time. And that's exactly right. And also, I just want to correct, like, I guess, correct or, or talk about something. I don't think that the concept, um, it's, it's cis people um, created the concept of being trapped in the wrong body. That's like a narrative that like came from like Geraldo and news and news outlets I don't think any trans person thinks about being like trapped in the wrong body I think we think about reclaiming our body and just like and especially you know and it's actually scientifically fairly simple to like you know with hormones or or some people never use use hormones I think that a lot of it is social and just like having peace and our identity and and if we are I'll, I'll talk about me I just it's really important that people know that, like, my perspective is, like, a straight, white, um, you know, f- like, middle class trans woman. So, like, people of color have a completely different experience. Like, they're getting murdered, you know? Like, that's a different experience than my experience. And and if I was attracted to women, like, that's a very different experience, like, politically and social and everything. So, and before transition, that's probably a different experience, too. So, like, I think that... Um, um, you know, it's really important that people just know that I'm just talking about me and my narrative a certain way. But some people never take hormones. Some people get no surgeries. Um, I, I've never had a surgery. Like some people, um, you know, like, and people just think that it's all like surgery and all this stuff. Like I've had people at parties like come up and grab my breasts like tons of times and be like, what are you stuffing with? Or who did your boobs? And it's like, I, I have boobs like you have boobs. I just got boobs because... I have uh, my body's full of estrogen and I grew boobs. Like that's my body, just like your body. I had to, I had to induce it. I have to take a pill to do it, but I only have to take a pill to do it. So stop acting so but special. But also, even cis people, if you, yeah. if if I may, uh, we induce stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. we induce 
feel like our bodies thinking we're pregnant if we're on the pill if right. if if that's what's going on inside we induce hair growth by taking rogaine we induce you know what i mean right. like they're so at this point we are living in a world where if the if we're privileged enough to live in a society where we have those choices everybody's changing everything all the time yeah your physiology or can change. be well, you know cereal right like if you're eating yeah. a lot of sugar and stuff your body is a very different body than if absolutely you're, than if you're eating organic foods and 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 working out and so and 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 at, actually at a genetic level like they're finding out more things where it's like not this isn't this has nothing to do with trans i mean i know i actually know what my genes are um but like um you know like genes change like there are switches, there are levers, there are sliding scales, like things happen. And then you've got, all of a sudden you've got this disease or you've got this thing condition that's like, you can't ever change back. But it's really important to know that we're like, we're all just like, I think, I think the biggest conceptual problem in our culture and it's puritanical, it's created. I, I, you know, as a feminist, I think it's created by men to control other people like cis white straight men got power. And so they introduced a lot of these concepts, but this idea of like oppositional sexism is really bizarre. Like this idea that men and women are two distinct classes with nothing in between. There's no intersexuality. There's nothing. No one's born. We, there are many, many people that are born. You can't, no scientist can just can tell like the Olympic committee when doing used to do genetic tests in the seventies. And they're like, we can't tell who a man and a woman is. It's going to take us 10 weeks to decide if this runner can compete as a woman. Cause this is a body that's different, atypical. Right. So like this idea of like men and women being so different is about like some idealized version of what a woman is or what a man is. But like, anytime we say like, Oh, women, women are like this. And it's like, well, is your, like, butch dyke friend like that? You know, men are like this. Oh, guys, guys do this. And it's like, did your flamboyant gay friend who's a guy do that? Like, we have to, like, really start breaking down that those ideas. And they're kind of these magazine ideas. And maybe it's like a, the Brad and Angelina idea of, like, the oppositional, you know, gender and stuff. Those things were so strongly enforced throughout history. You could not cross-dressing laws were in effect everywhere if you if you were a woman and you wore men's garments by wearing jeans you could go to jail you know women who wanted to vote got punched on the streets for being for acting like men when they wanted to vote or or drinking or something like those things were so strictly and institutionally enforced that now we think that it's kind of normal men are from mars and women are from venus but when you start thinking about the differences, they really break down when you start looking at, like, the swath of people. Like, there's so many... We're all mutations. We're all different. And maybe, like, you're more typical. And there's a bigger group of the thing that's kind of like you. But, like, as humans, we're just... There's so much spectrum out there. And also, like, who knows... We still live in a society where... Who knows uh, why I'm more typical... You know what I mean? Like, I have no idea what I would have evolved into if I weren't treated this way for my whole life as a blonde-haired, blue-eyed little girl. Uh I mean, I feel like I fly in the face of some of that stuff 
in spite of it. Do you good know job. what I mean? Good job. Well, but yeah. like, no. and, and like, please, <laughs> yeah. you've already like called me out on like six different things that I've ignorantly said that oh, I, no, no, no. you know, the, but no, but I mean, like, I want that. I'm not like this person that's like, no one can make me a better advocate than I already am. That is not how I feel at right. all. Um, but, but, you well, know. Well, and just, just to be clear on that, like, I, trans culture, we are just now organizing for the first time. So, like, we're changing the definitions. So, if you're like, you can be like ally number one, even as a trans person, I, trans people get mad at me. You know what I mean? So, it's not about like, are you in or are you out? It's like, there are fluid, changing you know like everything the ideas and the concepts around like what it is and you know right now we're thinking we're calling it subconscious sex and then like tomorrow we'll be calling it something else or some somebody else will come out with a new book that like kind of like makes us kind of you know that we, where we really identify with something else so words are changing i mean you know the the tranny thing is interesting like you know people um now that's like being seen as a slur but 10 years ago like that was being said everywhere oh my god i was i uh, so affectionately used that term when i lived in san francisco and my girls were down hooking to be honest i mean that was that was in for i think for many people especially in urban communities where you are lucky enough to be exposed to cross sections of people that you don't see i don't see in suburban los angeles the way i think of it as suburban even though it's like still you know what i mean like i'm right. not i don't no, ha- you have i don't a yard walk down and, and i don't, don't walk through the tenderloin to get to work anymore right. do you know what i mean right. but um but that was something that like like i had pride about i was i was being yeah. bigoted but i had no but at the time i didn't you know what i mean in my mind using i was the like language that they were probably in, yeah using, in though. my mind i was like i love my girls yeah. i totally get it like in mm. my mind sexually i felt like i got it i'm not saying that i un, that i embrace the sort of straight white male picking up a transsexual hooker who has a penis and breast implants i'm not or saying breasts. i was like so oh, breasts, yeah, or breasts. Yeah, yeah. The, these particular the particular yeah, yeah, five yeah. women i'm thinking of absolutely had implants but right. um i wasn't like oh that's what i identify with or i understand and and way to leave, li- live in like a cloak of secrecy from your family guy you know there's a sort of like culture of that happening a lot oh it's but from so... a from a just from a sort of like me being open to whatever i was like if 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 we're if people can be in a healthy place where they just speaking in terms of sexual pleasure can be pleasured by whatever combination of what's going on down like under your clothes great yeah great but there's still so much tied to those like why are you and is there something wrong with you that you blank and like what happened to you that you blank trans we call them transamorous men and the men that are interested in like tits and a dick right like so that's like um are as shamed as trans people like it's almost like there are people too like it's so shameful for them they cannot and that's a real problem and that's where like a lot of trans rights stuff come i'm fra- i'm fine like the shaming of me is fine everybody telling the jokes and the tv like i'm I have a thick skin, right? Like, but um, it's mostly nachos. <laughs> but um, my my any guy who wants to date me is put on, you know, the, the hot seat, and it's so like there are. 
there are t- I've I've slept with a bunch of comics. Like there are guys who are interested. They cannot publicly date me. It would be impossible for them to do it. I am not somebody that somebody gets to take home for Thanksgiving. It requires such a progressive and out of men. It requires from like essentially like straight men, like such a progressive. Th- you know, position to bring me home for Thanksgiving. And so it's like the shame that people give towards us, they're really also giving towards our boyfriends who are also living in secret. You know, it's, it's really terrible out there. And there are guys that I'm like, um, I'm like, what about this? Do you like? And they're like, I don't know. I just was like, when I was 12, I just thought that that seemed right. Like that's how it is. And when you're talking about sexuality, you know, people, that's all messed up too. And Kinsey discovered, you know, kind of blew the lid off of that, but people still didn't listen. There's still like a very oppositional, like straight or gay. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, there's a lot of different stuff out there. And then, um, sorry, I, I just, it just hit me with how tired I am. Oh my God. I'm sorry. And now no, my no, phone no, is ringing, okay. which is like, then, I, I don't know why it's ringing. ringing. See, that's that obsessive brain that I have like one, drops of water and you think yeah. it's like, <laughs> I can't concentrate. Um, uh, he, well, anyway, so one guy was just like, this is just what I liked. Like, this is like, I don't know what I like. Oh. And so what I was saying about sexuality, like we talk about like, genitals so often it's mm. genitals 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 but people are actually not attracted to genitals right like it's more about our secondary sex characteristics men talk about like booty and tits and eyes you know what i mean like the p- things that attract us to other people sexually and that's why like trans men like ian harvey i don't know if you know ian mm-hmm. is hot and like so many girls i know who are you know straight cis women are like i would get with that and does Ian Harvey, I don't know what Ian Harvey has going on down there. Kind of doesn't matter. Because Ian Harvey is sweet and hot and Agreed. we'll figure out what to do with that stuff. Yeah. And that's kind of like how it works for us too. It's just like if somebody thinks that I'm like attractive and fun and funny and whatever else, like we don't have to, what does, I mean, what does a penis mean? I'm not going to like slap you in the face with it. Like you'll figure it out if you want to, if you want to put your penis in something, I have places. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, and I'll pleasure you, you know, like there's, it's not about that, you yeah. know. And then there are surgeries, you know, so <gasps> eventually if he, if I wanted to do that. But I'm not sure I ever would. I don't know. If, yeah. You know, well, like scary. you said, it's, it's, I think that was the question that I had was, um, I didn't, I don't want to create a rift in something that still feels fragile because of the sort of like, how do you build a movement or how do you, you know, as a group of people who are so disparate and varied and have different that they you know that it is like trying to say like, well, everyone who's not that is the same too. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? But, but is there a sense of like, that's, you kind of addressed it, but the idea of a sense of pressure to now that you are identified as blank, these are the rules that apply to you. You should want the surgery or you shouldn't want the surgery or you should want to present one way and not the other. Or yeah. is there, is there, cause sometimes that happens with smaller groups when you're, 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 you feel that you must unite to combat something on the outside, but then the in, there's inner politics that happen with an expectation of who, how, you know, what does a gay man act like? What does a gay woman act like? What is a, bisexual man look you know what i mean like for as far as i know being a, a, a straight white cis ally 
you know your shit. Yeah, that's completely <laughs> true. And that, that does happen. I think it happens around sexuality. I think a lot of trans women, when they start to transition, it's like, uh, if they're attracted to women, are kind of shamed over that. Like, and, and, and because trans lesbians tend to be a lot more political and sometimes like say like weird shit. Like I think that there, uh, I've met a lot of trans lesbians or, or people that consider maybe themselves bi or pansexual be like, I don't really want to date a woman because it just puts me in this like weird category. And then we have all the pressures of gender. I mean, like I think people think about like, okay, you were raised a boy, you were socialized as a boy, but I had all the same messages coming at me because I'm like, I'm not a boy, I'm a girl. And, you know, we use the word identify with, but it's just like, I, can we just say I am that thing? And like, like, so it was just like, for whatever reason, when I was a kid, I'm just like, I am that. So when somebody said, girls are bad at math, I'm like, I'm bad at math. Girls are supposed to do this. I need to do this. I made my own makeup and like, you know, would dress up and like try to look pretty in the mirror as a, you know, sorry, sorry for getting you back on track with your podcast, but like, you you know, but like in seventh and eighth grade, like I would just like try to look good and try and be fashion forward and like, you know, try to do all that stuff. And it was actually where, when, when I grew up, it was easier because like in seventh grade, like everybody dressed the same. It was all like upturned Coca-Cola Uh t-shirts and and watch jeans and I'm I'm giving away my age. But like, so that was, um, you know, where a lot of people like talk about how middle school was so different because of gender. Middle school was like the best time of my life because mm. I felt more connected and I and I just hang, hung out with girls and it was like it wasn't super sexually like tense um, that dynamic yet but then the gender was kind of like you know it was like the eight or eighties yeah late eighties early nineties and so we were able to you know be a little androgynous with stuff yeah um, but to your point not everyone knows like uh, just speaking for my cousin like he did not have that in that understanding Mm -hmm. yet and so you know what i mean like he really didn't know according to him i think if you listen to his podcast episode he i was like did you know you were a boy right and he was like i didn't know that i mean i i somehow must have but i i didn't have that like he didn't have the relationship with knowing you were a girl right the same way that you did yeah, I don't, so and different. I know a lot of other and, people that are like that and too. And who knows if it's society or if it's just yeah. you know part and your of your individual brain, the way it kicks stuff. In and, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then like um, I I think I I definitely understand that because that was the way with sexuality. Like, I had mad crushes on on boys from fifth grade, right? And I never I never dated. And I was afraid of girls, but like I was always like kind of like, and I but I dated women, and I was always kind of like um in my twenties. We didn't get into that, but I moved to, you asked me when I transitioned, I moved to North Carolina to transition and then I had like a really bad experience and then just really put it off. And then Mm -hmm. I've only, um, recently it's been two years now, but, um, but in between I dated women and like, it was fine, you know? And I didn't know what was missing, like until I started dating men and like, I didn't understand that like, especially sexually that like my pilot light wasn't a bonfire. And it wasn't until I like kissed a guy for the first time that I was like, Oh, this is what shit feels like. This is what people, this is why people do crazy stuff for sex. Like this is what I didn't know. Cause I was just kind of like, you know, I mean, kissing girls is nice, you know? And there was that, and I never had sex 
really, but I would like, we would like kind of masturbate next to each other and those sorts of things. Or I tried to have sex and it's like, well, this, I guess this feels nice, but it was never like, boom. And now it's like, you know, like sex is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) But it took, I didn't know that I didn't, I didn't know that. Like, and and I should have known that because it's like, yeah, looking back, it's like the sixth sense where it's like, of course I, of course I liked, but I think, and a lot of gay and lesbian people I talked to, it was like, yeah, it's like, oh, I guess I was gay, but I didn't really know because you just, we compartmentalize. Mm -hmm. We we do all these things in our brain to defend ourselves against the harshness. Let me ask you this. And then I actually do want to, um, ask you some stuff about because I don't because I think one of the other things that I don't I want to dispel is this idea that like somebody who's trans that's all they were and thought about when they were a teenager I don't want it to be I don't want to be like so anyway I've just that's what I've turned you into is like we had this trans conversation that's it I want to know what what you were into what excited you what you listened to what you read I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna sum this up for you so easily because all my trans years are my trans years my teenage years were just me sitting in front of a mirror a little vanity that I hate you (laughs) putting on wigs and makeup and crying and then and then slow Slowly, slowly taking them off and then wiping off the makeup. Whatever, like, trans movie, like the cis version of trans, and just walking through the world cold, touching touching the glass. Walking through a toy store and picking up a baby doll that, like, pees itself and looking at it longingly and then putting it away and picking up an army tank next to it and, like, begrudgingly. But holding the army tank, like, rocking the army tank to sleep at night. And then I'd walk by Maurice's. And then the girl side, and just put my hand up to the glass like it's the Vietnam Memorial. <laughs> yeah, no, that was it. That's Podcast all it was. is over. That's all it's everything it was. you think Thank it is. Thank you. I'm if so you reassured. Saw Jared Leto in Dallas Buyers Club. <laughs> It, that was that's that's, that's all, all we are for. that's all you we're have better time off for. dead oh my god we just prayed to die <laughs> and then when we die you know it's a good lesson for the rest of us oh no oh my god yeah there's not good trans <sighs> representations in media like no, nobody knows but right because no. so there you go insightful yeah no, I but swim. like, what were you? What were you? What 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 what, what um, excited you? Were you into music? Were you into? Were you illustrating? Were you drawing? Were you for sure? What was sure. Up? I was really. Um, I think uh, before everything really changed when I went back to Michigan in tenth grade. But before that, um, I was like just really goofy. I was really. I was in choir. I like. I was kind of like as much as my. The other thing is that like. I grew up in a really rural, homogenized place, so there wasn't, like, a lot of... I didn't really know that people played music, and we were really poor, so we I couldn't afford band. But I was I, I always loved art classes. I was, I was drawing and painting and trying to do that stuff all the time. Um, art classes were a fave. I actually really liked... I mean, this is... I don't want to say... I feel like I have to apologize for femininity, because um, we're in society where we're taught to apologize for femininity. Thank you. Finally, an hour <laughs> in, I'm finally getting that apology from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I love Tom Mac. I loved making things. I loved sewing. Like I, it, yeah, I, um, um, I like clothes, but I also like just really love the woods. And I would, I, um, 
I was like this really ambitious kid. I opened a bank. I, I, I remember going into the bank when I was 11 and trying to open a checking account. I always had oh jobs. My. Yeah. Don't mind if I, I do. I did the Sunshine Sales Club, which is like where you went door to door and you sold cards and then you either got $1 or you could, you know, turn it in for, it was like the back of the comic book kind of thing. Sure, turn sure. it in for prizes. Sure. So I got like, I got like a little life raft and stuff, but I would snorkel and swim and boat or raft so cool. and um yeah it was you know i so- love that you had i mean all all things that weren't great aside in terms of like not having money and sort of not having yeah. culture exposure i wish that i had done more stuff oh yeah outdoors because i love total outdoors and i'm still that's still like a huge part of me i i went camping on halloween and anytime i get anxiety or or you know i i i'll tend to get that sticky anxiety and it's like, I just need to get to the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really important to me. And especially, I, I was in like beautiful woods, like northern, the upper peninsula of Michigan. It's these lodgepole pine forests. And, and it's kind of sandy and dirty because it's basically like the the bottom of a lake. But you have like Superior and you have all these lakes and fishing and salmon fishing. I fished a lot. I loved fishing. I think I'd still love fishing. And being trans, it's like, I was kind of, I mean... Looking back now, it's like, yeah, I had some depression. And I think that a lot of that stuff was like mindfulness and that focus mm. and sitting, being able to sit and fish for a while. Also, and- not to be like this person, but I spend zero. I, just, I, 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 I already apologize for whatever ignorant thing I'm about to say. I spend zero time thinking about my gender when I'm riding my bike. Right. You know what I mean? Unless I'm puzzling over something that relates to my womanhood or whatever. Right. But I lo- like I don't feel in any way like that's important or a priority if I'm out riding in the mountains. I Do you think, know what I'm saying? I There's something that's, that's like yeah. guess guess who doesn't care right. what you are. Yeah. Guess who gives not one shit? Right. Everything around you. Right. Like you're just a human being. Yeah. You're you know an what animal, I mean? really. You're an animal, absolutely. Yeah, I think that was it. I think I kind of discovered and mindfulness. And also, it's great. So who cares? Yeah, who who cares great. if that has anything to do with it? It's just great being outside. I just I, that's I just always snorkeling was a big thing. I got really into it and uh, would just go like get fishing lures from the bottom of lakes and I just spent a lot of time underwater and that was such a peaceful place. And then I would. I did a lot of, I would go through swamps. I liked catching animals a lot. I still, there's a Facebook profile photo of me with a big snapping turtle. Cause I still Amazing. like, if I'm, if I'm walking, if I see a rattlesnake, it's like, I have to catch that. Like I have to catch animals and pet them. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if, if like a friend on Facebook is like, Oh, there's a black widow in my kitchen. And I'm like, I will, I'm there. Like, I just like, I love this catching is good animals. to know because I feel very strong, positive feelings about almost everything. But black widows are not my friends. Oh yeah. They're... These guys know it's just based on some early childhood fear stuff that was implanted in me being a kid in Arizona. I was afraid of spiders, but then I took mushrooms and looked at a spider it feels like mushrooms are the key to everything right now. Like people are taking mushrooms to accept the fact that they have cancer and that they may not live and that's still okay because I, they're part of something bigger. So it turns out mushrooms are I great, I was a guys. pretty square kid. I'll, I'll bring it back or, or whatever. Like I never did drugs. I didn't have any friends. So I, I, I didn't, I like, I kind of avoided a lot of social pressures. Um, I was goof and I was goofy. I'm going to get back to mushrooms. I remember like how, <laughs> I remember how I avoided having friends. I, my grandma gave me like a light up 
LED, like not LED, but like whatever it was. It was basically like a Chris, those old fashioned Christmas tree lights built into a shirt with a battery pack, right? Amazing. Like now, you know. And I would like walk into my classroom at school and turn off the lights and turn my shirt on. And, go sit down. <laughs> and like, so it was just like, I was so fucking like just goofy and an idiot. And it, I brought my transcripts and it's like, D F C D minus D like I was a terrible student and just and a class clown. I got suspended in fourth grade for the first time. Oh for wow, goofing fourth around. grade that yeah. is early. Yeah, so it, also yeah. feels like suspension for a goof off. Come on, that's it's not so violent. Deep. But I also I never did homework and I just yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I I did goof off in weird ways. Like I would pee in things and like I think I just like really. I was so traumatized that I was just kind of like, you know, I think that people with trauma become sort of the life of the party. And like, I well, just I feel like there's like an adrenaline thing happening there too, which is like, is a way to change your body's chemistry. Do you know what I mean? When sure. you're, cause I think I did stuff like I didn't do stuff like that, but I think I would do things to get an adrenaline rush without really, of course you don't understand at the time, but like, I think I needed the escape of the adrenaline from whatever that emotion I was feeling. Sense. Yeah. You know? And it's also a way to connect with people without connecting with people. Like mm. if you can make people laugh and you can just be cr- the crazy one that's mm-hmm. eating that thing or whatever, like people are connecting with you and they're saying good things about you, but they're not, there's no intimacy. And oh, I think, great I, point. I think great I wanted point. friendships without intimacy. And I think mm-hmm. until I really started transitioning and I, until I came out, I didn't like that really just slowed everything down. I think it was just like, you know what? I don't need to, the draw. actually my drive kind of like went away. Like in a lot of ways, it's like, I don't need to like be that person. And at parties, it's just like, I sit in a corner, maybe talk to somebody, talk to a few people. It's not what it used to be at all. Yeah. Was kind of thing. So how did you get interested in genealogy? If you don't mind me asking, because I come from um, my mom's side of the family is Mormon, and uh-huh. that's actually one thing about Mormonism yeah, that I like. No, I'm like, oh, it's no. so cool that I mean, the reasons for it are maybe like slightly specious for me because it becomes like I don't know. There's like a weird ba- like the ba- when we get into the baptism for the dead shit. I'm like, uh oh, red flag. No, it's funny because I you know you run across like the the mormons have like really great records and especially for for montana and then being in the west like they have sure. really really great those pioneers records. man those pioneers um, so i'm always doing it and most a lot of the people i'm talking to or looking for information from it'll be like lds you know um tiffany or whatever um <laughs> that's her email <laughs> yeah. LDS tiffany LDS. so there's a lot so yeah i come across that a lot and it's always like wait but why why do they have massive vaults of databases yeah. of all the people yeah. in the country? Some in, of it is Utah. unfortunately yeah. for the reason of why like, they, I'm going to go backwards and baptize all the people that I'm related to who are now dead. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, there's some of it. Some of it oh. is. Yeah. But so they're not going to just kill us or anything. Oh, kill. kill they have kill all the records more. of everybody. They can find out. <laughs> they can find out. Who, they Listen, know who's Mormon, who's ever Mormon, who's pure blood, and who's not pure blood. No, I don't know. I, don't know. Like I shouldn't. I shouldn't misspeak, but I do know the baptism for the dead is a big yeah, deal, that and that's sense. fair to say. That makes sense. Um, that would make a lot of sense with the new religion too. To just be like, we have to like make this go back, right? That makes a lot of sense. But it's 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 what I mean. I could talk about that for hours. But well, so, so I you, didn't so I didn't have you. any of that socialization. So I only did mushrooms about three years ago. And the first time I did it, I was in a campground, 
and it wasn't taking. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm overweight and I have a pretty slow metabolism, but everybody else was just like, well, I'm tripping. And I'm, and it was kind of the first time I really took a drug. It's like nothing's happening. Drugs don't work on me. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And Classic. Then I, yeah. And then, I, yeah, I'm some kind of superhero. And then I went uh, after hours. Everybody else is kind of like getting over it. I just was like, oh, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. And I went to the, a campground bathroom and full of bugs. And then like the light that just like uh-huh. it was at night. And I'm like, this, this is where I would start tripping because, you know, it's my luck that I'm going to have that horror <laughs> that I'm going to be like peeling my skin off because right, I'm in the, I'm, right. I'm, I'm like hovering over shit and there's insects and lights and I don't know how to get back on the camera, campground. And this is going to be horror. I'm going to have the bad trip. This, I should never should have taken drugs. This is the worst thing. Like, why did I do this? And then, um, I was like, Oh, relax. And then I set up to grab the toilet paper and, I started singing in my head uh, the white Go Ask Alice song (laughs) because you have that frame of reference. But I saw my hand like start getting really long as I was reaching for the toilet paper. And I was like, it is happening. And I got scared and I just dropped back onto the toilet. And I was like, how do I not deal with this? And then all those bugs and all those creepy things just seemed so beautiful to me. And I felt like I was like magnified in and I was looking at this spider and I was like, and it was like, it doesn't care about me. It doesn't even know that I'm here until I get so close that it, that it's afraid of dying. Like, super close. Like, you can get... If you're a foot away from a, sp- a spider, you're, you're like an airplane to it. Like, it doesn't care at all. That's how spiders are. Yeah. So I kind of realized that, and I felt connected, and I was like, I know what you're thinking. Not much. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're kind of an idiot. You're just going about your business. You're trained to go about your business, and you're really good at it, and it's really cool, and I'm glad I'm not you. And that was it, and uh, I haven't been afraid. I was a little more afraid of bugs than other things, and I haven't been afraid of those. Oh, my gosh. What a great immersive experience. Yeah, yeah. It was great, and then somebody came and found me in the bathroom, and they're like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm better than ever <laughs> then i turned into kind of a forest nymph and, and could talk to, i could talk i climbed a tree and Wonderful. felt like a naked fairy and talked to all the animals but that's you know nobody wants to hear your tripping stories but i do think that's pretty adorable yeah come on but anyway the spider thing i think i i don't know i think there's probably some therapeutic uses for psychedelics um, i 100 percent agree with that yeah. but i always admonish my teenage listeners because i have a <gasps> i've have, have, have a long and intense drug history from when i was very young uh, um that uh i probably would have done better if i had been more supervised and yeah. or made m- smarter choices i was for in my, my mental 30s well-being. and it yeah. was yeah it's better so. um but oh so but but when the genealogy thing i would like to touch okay. on that really quickly so what wh- when did that become interesting to you and i think um i was pretty young and i think it was like i wanted some connection understanding of myself i think it was like the earliest way to kind of like understand who i was and i'm also like i was like kind of the favorite I'm, I'm the only grandkid that like visited home and you know i really stayed connected to my grandparents and i like really like like love my relatives and um you know it's kind of the favorite because of that so i think it's like um i don't know i just i do care about family and and uh 
yeah, I guess that's it. Well, I think it's interesting. I mean, that's it's it's interesting when how you feel as a young person. I, I feel I had no curiosity about that for the most part until more recently, uh-huh. and now I don't even know if it's so much wanting to know where I came from from in 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 a, an intense sort of personal way more than just like as I got older, kind of acknowledging. This sounds kind of corny, but to be like, you know, I for sure wouldn't be here if not for all of these people I'll never meet that, right. you know, got me to this point. But as somebody who felt like I could see exactly who I was probably right out of who my parents were, I think it just kind of stopped there for me in a way. It was just right. like, oh, I get it. I look like yeah, him, yeah. look like her, yeah. act like him, act like her um, to, well, maybe- to a detriment because now I am at the place in my life where I'm like, okay, I really got to let that go because there's some shit I don't want. You uh-huh. know what I mean? That I have to go, I'm my own person. I don't have to assume that just because my mom or my dad did this or my grandma and grandpa did this that I'm going to be this or whatever. But okay. um, but it's I, I, I'm, I think it's cool that you had that interest. It makes so me feel really comfortable. Age. I think I, you know, it's so worried about being isolated and I was isolated. And so I think I, um, I think it made me feel really comfortable to feel connected. And my fit excuse me, my family's from Montana and like they're mountain people. And it's, I do feel so connected to the land and those people. And it just like having that little web connected to this, the place. I think if it wasn't, Oh, I have hiccups. Ooh, that's fun. It's never happened before. I always assume I'm going to be the one who gets hiccups. Um, I think if it wasn't for the place, I maybe wouldn't have as much interest in the people. Like, I think if it was like, Oh, my family, you know, we're all suburbanites for as long as that we can remember. Sense. I think it's because like they had, they lived hard lives and there's gender stuff. I'm kind of obsessed with this right now. Cause I'm working on like a story about it, but like, um, there's all this gender stuff too. Like women in that world are so butch, you know, they were just like living and, and working and there was no femininity like that didn't exist for women, but still incredibly oppressed within that, Mm-hmm. you know structure like it's, it's just, so like, specific it's really interesting they're so badass they're not femme they're 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 working they're like um you know running mules or whatever the hell they did and like you know cutting wood and 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 working to survive the winter and yet still seen as second class citizens so that's kind of like really interesting to mm-hmm. me and um but yeah i guess i i like thinking about myself i think being like trans, like I'm big, you know, I'm actually like the runt of the litter. Like all my brothers are over six feet tall. And like, um, most of my family, my uncles are like really big. And we just, I come from this like big, my grandma calls it like, you know, mountain stock. We're big people. And I'm a big, and I'm the smallest big person, but I'm still, I'm 5'11". I'm huge. And, um, sorry, (laughs) I didn't mean huge, but I'm tall, I'm tall, I'm big. And as a trans person, I have broad shoulders. And you see that from that photograph, like, I was like an athletic dude, like, you know, like, like athletic stuff just came so natural because it was just like, well, I've got this body that like puts on muscle and I am coordinated and I like to, uh, to do stuff and I, you know, let's climb a mountain. Um, but then like with being trans, I'm kind of like, I'm big and I don't look like a lady, you know? Mm. So like, I'm, 
I'm out there just being this big person. And I kind of think that like being connected to like, oh, well, I'm tough. And I'm, mm-hmm. I come from like these mountain people. It kind of makes me be like, oh, okay, I'm a little bit of a different person. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that's why like I'm like, oh, I'll clutch animals or I'll take out the thing. It's like as as femme as I am and, and I'm, I'm trans and I'm femme and I like like a lot of stuff. It's like it's like I still really identify with like hard living and suffering and that sort of stuff, I guess. I gotta get you back out on the land. We gotta get you a cabin somewhere. I think. Oh yeah, I mean, I love. It. I'm going back on Thursday. For I know. This I'm funeral. sorry about your grandpa. I, didn't, I don't want to gloss over that, but I also didn't want to make it a no, the no, podcast. No. I, I know you to it go was back a little weird because I was like, the trauma. Should I even talk about no, it? But it's like but that's what's going on, it, you know. Yeah. Um, I want to play this mash game with you because it is how I finish my podcasts, right. and because I feel I have some fun categories based on stuff that we've talked about. Wow. So I'm going to start with exactly what I just said, which is three places in the real world where you could have a cabin that you could just go to whenever you wanted to. In the real world? In the real world, because sometimes I do fantasy stuff, which I will also do. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely uh, Flathead Lake in Montana. I do love Montana. Oh, I do too. <laughs> That's all I've talked about. Um, I think um, Murano, Italy. Oh. I mean, that's not really a cabin, but like a little space there would be great. really great. Peaceful. Yeah. The idea being that it's connected to the outdoors. I guess it doesn't have to be a cabin, but. Yeah. That's, I guess that's more like quaint villagey. Okay. Um, and then um, let's go with like Bali. Great. Really good. Okay, great. I really hope I can remember that says Murano. That's the worst I've ever done. It's just a series of squiggles. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question is uh, you can, you can, I don't want to, tr- I don't want to trap you in the time frame that this exists, but are there three eras of your people that like would be cool to sort of see or be a part of or meet? Do you know what I mean? Like in oh, different it, in different times, as recently as you know, fifteen years ago. But you could, but the that seems like a really privileged like, question. That's like that joke, you know that that where it's like you know what anybody else can go back in history, but yeah, yeah. only no, only we, us. We go back in history. Yeah, that's something I just want to bring that up too. Um, sorry, um, I feel like maybe that's part <laughs> of it too. Is like for. As a trans person, like, culturally, like, since it's not passed down from parent to child necessarily, like, we we look for our ancestors and we look for our history and we look for all that stuff, but it's not like, it's not like being Jewish, where it's like, we have this spoken, or we have this oral tradition, and we have, and written, obviously written, they wrote stuff down too, but we have this tradition, and this is where you come from, and this is your culture, and this is, and then you're like, oh, I guess that's where I'm from, and so, like, for trans, we have to, like, kind of try to figure it out. I would say, like, Hawaii had a really good, um, wait, are we talking about places? Sure, sure. Or times? You asked for times. I was saying times, Mm -hmm. but. So let's say like. I don't know, like if you had an interest in sort of seeing, you know, a woman working the land that is related to you in some way, you know, in the 1800s or in the 1920s. Oh, oh, so you were talking about a genealogy not Mm -hmm. being trans. You were just saying, but your people like, oh, oh. Yeah. No, I was talking about. I was yeah, thinking, I was like, talking trans about your blood, my, girl. You, your no, blood. It, that's so interesting when you say my people. I immediately think trans and not Montana. Um, I guess I would be like. I'm going to make that the next question, though. So, um, so tuck that Hawaii away. Uh, okay, so I guess it would be. Um, I would, yeah. My my early 1900s Eastern Montana. My grandfather's ranch. Great. Charles Russell. Two more, no there. pressure. 
Um, I mean, I, you know, we don't get back much further than that, but I guess I would like to have, um, uh, uh, like someone must have come off from a boat from somewhere. Are you interested in? Yeah, that, that that's was? where things kind of, kind of fell. Okay. So you can solve the mystery. That can be one of yeah. them. It's like you get to solve the mystery of where. Yeah. I'd like to see that. that. Like, I'd li- I would love to see my grandfather be born wherever that was. Cause that is a mystery. Thank you. Thanks for that answer. And feel free to go into the future too, if you want. Ooh, the future. Yeah, I got. I want to know if I get if any of these shows that are in development <laughs> go. So just put me at just put me at like June of next Great. year. Great, June next year. Okay. Jesus, um, if you do, if you if you like the idea of being able to sort of um, have a window into. Uh, a sort of trans experience in, in different places or different times or now or something like that. I welcome you to answer that too. Yeah, for sure. I would like to do, um, sorry. I'd like I'm happy to, to hold it. For uh, you. I think, I think I would like to, to be New York in the eighties. I'd like to check that out. I mean, it wasn't That's ideal, great. but come on. Um, and then, uh, I would say, yeah, Hawaii, like pre colonization, mm-hmm. pre, um, yeah, because there was like, there was, in most Polynesian cultures, there was like a good place for trans people. Mm-hmm. And then I guess, as <laughs> any weirdo, I'd have to go back to like Greece. Great, sure. Know, just see what that whole scene was. I agree with that 100%. I feel we could all benefit from seeing yeah. that in every way. I mean, way. they made statues with tits and dick on them. So, right? like, it's like there was something. I it's think not like it's brand new, guys. Some reverence. No, we existed throughout all of history in every culture and every class. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Um, this is my personal favorite. Uh, it says a lot about me, probably not in a good way. Um, three foods that you could have with no ramifications whatsoever. I already eat all the food with no ramifications. Wonderful. I'm crazy. This is, I love LA for this. I'm crazy about hamburgers. Great. Because you know cereal would be on my list. Yeah. Because I can't, because of what I have done to myself by not having processed sugar anymore, I can't enjoy it the way I once could. Right, right. So I would have it on the list. But hamburgers, great. I I also love pizza. I'm such a, no, no, listen. Such a white American. (laughs) And uh, you know what I'd like to have that I've never had just because I can't afford it is like, people rave about like really good sushi so i'd like to just you know i guess that's not like a no ramifications because that's not that bad but i that's something i want to yeah, eat but it doesn't yeah exactly i want In like no that four hundred dollars pick something you know? that's bad for you i'm giving yeah. people the option sure it could be that you love green beans and that's what you want i would say that's a wasted wish but i that's not the case for some people but listen great sushi i'm right there with you it would be on my list yeah um okay next one is going to be three Three works of art or music or, I mean, could even be as simple as animation that it would be really cool if somehow by magic you had been a part of. As simple as animation. I don't mean that. But I I'm know. I'm, just, like, I'm kidding. I'm did kidding. I say as simple as? That's yeah, really funny. No, no, no. It's just funny. I, I try to get a writing, a staff writing job on this show and they're like, mm, you're in, like animation. Oh my God. Not to good. me, everyone, know, everyone who follows my career on the Cora side knows that my number one goal was to be a voice actor for a uh-huh. cartoon. So... I certainly didn't mean anything by that. No, I know you didn't. I just I'm I'm more ripping on the uh, the people out there who would. Um, boy, a piece of art. I would love to have hung with Oscar Wilde doing writing oh, with Oscar Wilde. Gravy. I, guess. I couldn't agree more. Be a little dandyish. That would have been nice. I mean, he. It wasn't like you were involved, but to be a fly on the wall. Sure. Um. Boy, what else? 
I guess I'd like to, uh... Um... Like, if someone would have been like, Janet, you were on Wonder Shows, and I would have been like, yes! Yeah, yeah. I would have liked to have worked on Deadwood. Oh, great. And, um... I guess I would have loved to have been part of, like, that salon-breaking impressionist... Yeah. Um, thing that happened with all those impressionists. Because that seemed pretty cool. Have you seen that movie, um, Impromptu? No. It's like an oldie, but it's Judy Davis and Hugh Grant, and it's about the sort of collective of like Eugène Delacroix and Chopin and Liszt and Jorson, the writer. Like that idea of just a bunch of artists going to some rich person's chateau and just like living off of those people because those people were like, I'm a benefactor yeah. to great art. Yeah, that's how it was. Oh, man. Um, I'm actually going to change that because yeah. that's not my class. Uh, I would have liked to have worked on Heaven's Gate as well. I tried uh, watching it last night and could not amazing. sit through it. It's, <laughs> it's beautiful, and it was filmed in my in, in where I'm from in Montana, and I would have liked to have seen that happen. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, next question is, um, I just burped, sorry. Uh, three mythical creatures, or just like some, you, I mean, Jenny Wade was just on, she said that Clifford the Big Red Dog would be one of hers. But so, but so three things that are not like my dog that's roaming around outside right now. Three sort of friend pets that you have. Okay. Um, I would say uh, a Pegasus. Wonderful. These I feel are, Pegasus these are is Pegasi. I feel they don't get talked about as much. You know, unicorns still get joked about and like you'll see them pop up. You just don't see as many Pegasuses. As, yeah, as, as, sometimes, as, sometimes people say unicorns and they mean Pegasus. <sighs> like, you know, it's just maybe they're just, yeah, they're getting oppressed a little. Um, I guess like, uh, what are those Griffiths? I, I guess I like the flying ones that lion. Oh, a griffin? Griffin, yeah. That's, what is that? That's part eagle, like part lion. lion. eagle, yeah. I like the flying ones. I think Love I want to fly. And then another pet. Uh. Yeah, also griffins don't get talked about. You're really pulling up some of the best ones. Oh, I feel like those are like so basic. I so disagree. Basic. No, listen, here's what. If you'd said unicorn, dragon, like those are the ones that I think get said a lot. Oh, I forgot I about those. I feel you tucked in two really good ones that um, people forget about. And I think it's something super adorable, like just a, a, a mythical, the mythical chinchilla. Let's go with, a, <laughs> let's go with, a, let's go with a, a mogwai. Oh, great. I'm embarrassed to say I might say Ewok. Um, yeah, something like that. I know that. that's uncool because people are un- think that Return of the Jedi and the Ewoks are dumb. But uh, okay, uh, next I'm going to go with um, a romantic companion. I'm just going to stand with you and disagree on that. Ewoks are great. They're pretty great. Romantic companions. So, a uh, human, a person. Whatever you want. Um, Three. David Duchovny. <laughs> great. Whoever that guy who plays Deacon in Nashville is. Wonderful. And, um... God, I feel like this... I need to say somebody cooler... Who's cool? Oh boy, I don't care if they're cool or not. I know, I know. I just I want to impress. Um, <laughs> you already said you would hang with Oscar Wilde, so you're okay in my book. Okay. Um, what am I crazy about? I guess Taylor Kitsch. <laughs> These are all like new people. Wonderful. 
Hey, listen, this is, I didn't prepare you for this, so no. that's what came to your mind. I support it and embrace it. Okay, final These category. are just, this is also the other category is, who would I like to see a La Poubelle? <laughs> <laughs> check, check, and check. Um, okay, last one is, what's going to be a fun one for you? I'm trying to think. Like if you, I mean, are you super like music nerd now, or do you have like bands that? That's kind of why I yeah, didn't go go down there. Um, I don't know what 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 would what do you want your final category to be? What what does it need to be? Anything doesn't matter. Just three things, like a, a list of three that you could give. Could be like um, kind of transportation, or like you wake up tomorrow and you have three skills that you didn't have to learn but you're just amazing Ooh. at yeah those? i would do that okay, let's do that three of those okay uh i would like to be able to play guitar because i like campfires and i'm useless at campfires useless i'm useless at campfires the only thing when well, people are earning their keep when they're playing guitar or campfires otherwise useless yeah i bet you tell a good story slash joke over a campfire okay good okay guitar yeah. great yeah i'd like to i would like to just be able to, to play guitar and i i would um i guess uh just because i've i, I uh oh this is i'm gonna get so sad i have this um i would like to just be more like physically um let's see uh like a good runner i'd like to be a good runner like a good that. endurance like just be able to like run to get the experience of running out of it that runners seem to have that i don't have anymore yeah. i think i kind of did for a second and then like my knees started hurting yeah there's something really great about it. i yeah. have i well i hesitate saying i have arthritis i have psoriatic like an autoimmune disorder and so like that just like destroyed my physicality so i I think i pine for like a healthier mm. like running like being able to do stuff pain-free absolutely <laughs> <I'll> just, <laughs> my grandpa died i'm a transsexual and <laughs> oh, no, i just like I'm, I'm just trying to slip sad things in and oh you're just like God. we're talking about okay and then, oh um, no please don't think that i'm glossing I'd over like anything to be, uh, you know i guess this goes back to pegasus but how great would it be i'd love to be able to fly like a helicopter absolutely chopper yeah chopper pilot feel cool this is right chopper yeah okay um tell me when to stop okay stop Okay, I'm going to pause this, do a little bit of calculating, come back with your 100% guaranteed MASH future. Great. I'll just... All right, listen, sometimes I'm just more excited than other times when I feel that all the ones that I would have picked uh, get picked, and so this worked out great for me to enjoy your MASH future. First of all, uh, I want to congratulate you for your ability to play guitar. Oh, thanks. Good You're a really good dungeon master. Good stuff. <laughs> oh. So great stuff there. Uh, I also want to... Now, I don't know how this works, because you know MASH means mansion, apartment, shack, or house. Right. No, you have an apartment in Bali. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know if that's like the apartment is technically just like your little apartment house on stilts, like lo- overlooking the I water. I think so. I think so. But that's kind of what I imagine. Yeah. With like just a bee hanging on the door. That's right. Yeah. Like a bee from Honey Nut Cheerios. Um, or no, just a letter. Yeah, yeah. It'll just like be an apartment door, yeah. but then it'd be Your letter B. Exactly. Your, right. your letter B. Um, okay. Then I want to also acknowledge that um, there's I, there's some pretty hip stuff going on here. Number one, uh, you were around somehow for just being like, not even a fly on the wall, but like you were good friends with Oscar Wilde. Oh, like yeah. Oscar Wilde would be like, Tell me if this is funny. Like he would try out his bon mot on you. Let's yeah. That's pretty exciting. And then also I feel that New York in the eighties, 
that's like a scene of some pretty so dead stuff going dead on. oscar wilde very dead oscar wilde hanging out with me and andy warhol listen time's fluid it's all over the okay. place yeah so oscar wilde someone maybe you bring him back uh with you to the new york in the 80s i'm sure andy warhol would have really appreciated Wait, that when did andy warhol die mid 80s okay 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 listen no no yeah. worries new york in the 80s we've got <laughs> to cover you got an entire decade to figure it out yeah. um also as many hamburgers as often as you want at your disposal already do all it good. already do it <laughs> you got it. i'm living my dream delicious you absolutely are but can you say this do you have a mogwai i don't you do now oh you got yourself a real cute mogwai do not feed after midnight and do not get wet. Oh, there are rules. I yeah, knew that there would I be know, strings attached to my luck. fantasies. Good luck. There's uh, a mudslide in Bali. <laughs> Oscar Wilde. Everything's gone horribly, thing. horribly, horribly wrong. Good. Try to find a way to uh, ruin your relationship with David Duchovny. You can't do it. It's too perfect. He does have a sex addiction, which could be problematic if he's, if he's out there in the world. He's a recovering sex he's, addict. So okay. maybe it's all fine. I think we're going to be fine. Also, sometimes people have, uh, I feel so warm from this. Problems. <laughs> sometimes people have issues because they're not looking at their other issues. And if he's, lo- if he's looked through his other issues, then yeah, he could be who am I to judge? I just was thrown out a thing, treating him like not a person. Bless him. He's probably doing all right. You're a really good um, person. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then the last thing I want to end with, cause it feels like it sort of comes full circle in a way is that you get to go back to the time when your grandfather was born. Oh, I need to know that little baby. Uh huh. I stayed up until four in the morning, putting trying to figure some stuff out. Thank you. That's good. See, so um, I think that was a very successful mash game, and I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you. It was such a pleasure. It was a long one because I didn't want it to stop. Oh yeah. Um, felt so short. Thank you. What are there things you would like people? I guarantee you that there will be people. There will be people on the podcast who aren't familiar with what you do, and Uh so um, and they will want to know and be a part. I'm not familiar with what I do. That's why. That's why I'm like. I wanted to jump forward to June of next year. June of next year, yeah. look me up and yeah. see if anything is happening. No, yeah. you know what? I'm, I live in LA and I just work on pilots. You wrote a great and, piece on um, Transparent, if memory serves. Didn't you? Didn't you write about it or maybe you tweeted about it? I probably talked about it because I do some yeah. political stuff, yeah. but I didn't work on that show. I oh, no, no. I, I mean, yeah. like you were talking about the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I was talking about um, someone. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. You can follow some of that. Um, I kind of separate some of that politic, but yeah, go ahead and follow Trans Hollywood on Twitter if you're into trans cultural representation. I tweet on there a lot and put and we'll post uh, to that Tumblr. And then um, you can follow me on Twitter, but I don't really do very much. Mm-hmm. Fair there. enough, fair enough. Yeah. And then you do, uh, there's tons of stuff that people may have oh, already seen. Oh, yeah, you can watch a bunch of cartoons I worked on. And... IMDb, you can watch you know, Mad and Gabba. And uh, I have a Nick I short this, coming out. I hate to tell you this, but you're out. a multi-hyphenate in terms of all the things that you do. Yeah, I have a, a, Nick, a Nick short's coming out, so that'll be out like at the, in the beginning of the year. But mostly it's just more pilots and development and all the stuff that like maybe you'll see mm, and maybe yeah, you it's... won't see. But listen, uh, that stuff rises to the surface, I think, eventually. But like, yeah. it doesn't all happen at once. George but. Clooney had like 13 or 50. Uh, wh- right. Whoever telling the story, it's That's more right. and more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think George Clooney had 7,000. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I hope that something happens. But for now, I'm just writing a lot. I think you're doing just fine. Well, Safe you. travels. 
Oh I, yeah. It's there. I know that that's, there's a lot, it's loaded, but I hope yeah. that it's, um, fulfilling as well. Yeah, and, I um, I do too. And, uh, guys, we'll talk to you next time on the podcast. Thank you. Don't do drugs. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.